Hi, this is Gary Meese with the case against. Uh, doing a little improv here as far as recording. Um, I haven't really gotten things together since I've I've moved and uh, uh, been on quite a, a, hi a hiatus for quite some time now. Um, I do want to get back into the West Memphis Three case and. <clears throat> You know, uh, last month, uh, a judge denied Damien Eccles' motion to have uh, DNA in the case retested. And the other day, he, he tweeted that, uh, right now we are, this is Damien Eccles, he says, we are, right now we are awaiting the transcripts from the DNA hearing in Arkansas. We should have them by the early part of this week at the latest, unless the judge deliberately stalls for time. Once we have them, we can begin filing an appeal and figuring out the next steps. Um, <clears throat> I like how he always, I, I don't like it. I'm, I need to, you know, not be so facetious with this. He, he has this habit of always casting any of these civil authorities in the worst possible light. So the, the judge is to look, he more or less suggests the judge may be deliberately stalling for time. Um, he has no basis for doing that. I mean, you could say that Eccles is stalling for time and filing the appeal. Um, what did the judge actually say in the appeal? Well, I mean, there was some there were some improvisational uh, statements, and. Those are somewhat important, and I'm sure he, he's going to use some of that as a basis for his appeal. Uh, and I had I had the actual order here, but basically the, the the judge denied this on yeah I, on the basis that this was a habeas corpus motion and Eccles wasn't in custody habeas habeas corpus. Uh, matters referred to people who were in custody. Therefore, Eccles had no standing to file this motion for DNA retesting. Um, there, there, you know, there, there are lots of other problems with um, the Eccles motion, including the, the fact that he just simply signed away his rights back when he was released on an Alford plea, in which he pleaded guilty, by the way, um, to the murder of Christopher Byers, Stevie Branch, and Michael Moore in 1993 in West Memphis, Arkansas. He... Uh, he signed away his rights to file any kind of legal action against the state in this matter whatsoever, and the judge didn't um, address that issue in uh, the, this ruling, uh, but Keith Cressman, who's now the prosecuting attorney, is well aware of that and cited it in some of, some of the supplemental materials he presented to the court prior to the hearing on the motion. You know, I've, I haven't been really excited. There's been a lot of hoopla about all this, and some of it's been kind of 
interesting. Uh, you know, the supporters were upset because they had to wait out in the hot parking lot, uh, which I'm sure was unpleasant. It's It does get very hot in Arkansas in June, uh, but that shouldn't be news to anybody, and you should come prepared for that. Uh, I've been in the courtroom that they were in. It's not a tiny courtroom. I don't know what the standard is on as far as COVID restrictions there now, but, uh, you know, there's quite a bit of room in there. And I, I think maybe they were, they may, they may have been overly cautious uh, if they were actually using COVID COVID standards. Maybe they're really strict there. I don't know what, I don't know exactly what was going on there with that as far as what the actual COVID restrictions are. Uh, I will say it just seems to me that the, the judge was more concerned about limiting, uh, keeping control of the courtroom and not having a bunch of people making noise, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, you know, supporters are profoundly ignorant of court matters. And so the idea that you're supposed to respectfully listen to what the court court says is, foreign to them, I'm sure, most of them anyway. And so I, I somehow suspect that Tanya Alexander, who's the judge, just simply decided she didn't want to deal with that. Now, Tanya Alexander, well, I've, I, I've, I saw a handle a few cases in municipal court Long story, but, you know, it's had to do with my job at the West Memphis um, Evening Times. Um, I, I did see her in action a few times handling municipal matters as a judge, and I never got the impression that she was so soft and easy on criminals. I mean, she is, she is, she is a, a, a woman, and she is black, and I, I think there, that perhaps there's a perception that that somehow would... Uh, make her uh, more lenient, but that's not the, that's not the impression that I got. And I, and I'm not saying she was overcompensating. I just simply said she struck me as a very serious minded judge who simply more serious minded in some ways than the other judges who were handling municipal matters and who seemed to, you know, they seemed a little more relaxed about the whole thing, but she was somebody who was going to follow the law. And that's what she did in this case. And um, during the hearing, she pointed out to Eccles, somewhat deliciously, that he, uh, he, nobody made him sign an Alfred plea to begin with, sign off on the Alfred plea. And, you know, he basically, she didn't get into the fact that he signed away his rights, but, you know, when they, if they actually go ahead and appeal, and I suppose they will since they're making noise about it, it's an opportunity to collect more money, and it's going to go nowhere. They're, it's dead in the water. It's been dead in the water. Nothing's going to happen with it. The supporters are not going to be able to successfully petition legislators to change, to change uh, uh, Arkansas statutes so that the West Memphis Three can uh, file appeal after appeal after appeal into the infinite, in, infinite indefinite future. On, the case, on a case that's closed, that's been closed for 10 years, that the West Memphis Three have done nothing to uh, 
move it forward for 10 years, and then right as their probation period um, comes to an end, Damien Eccles, notably without a whole lot of support from his, uh, his co-defendants, decides that uh, Bob Ruff's pushing him hard enough that he'll, and you know, and it's a money grab, among other things. Uh, hey, send me some money and I'll, well, we'll file these appeals. The, that's, you know, it's, the whole thing is ridiculous. I don't want to get in too much, too much into the Bob Ruff thing. I, yeah, I'm doing a little editing. Uh, I said some things I decided I didn't want to say, so I cut out some stuff. I'm I'm somewhat te- technically challenged here on the the recording circumstances and so forth. Uh, I'm winding down from doing podcasting. Uh, I don't really see much of a future for me in doing podcasting and I'm, I'm not really that interested in, it. and I've got other things going on in my life that are much more important than keeping, uh, than adding on to a podcast of which I've already done like 90 episodes on the, the one case I'm really vitally interested in. Um, but you know, I do feel compelled from time to time to just do a few updates. Most of the time I've, find what's going on to be rather silly. Um, I see Facebook groups that where the, the supporters keep coming up with the same lame excuses over and over and over again with uh, descending down to the level of I too was a goth teen and, uh, you know, and I wear black t-shirts. So why Shouldn't I fear the police come and arresting me if they can arrest the West Memphis Three for nothing more than wearing black T-shirts and listening to Metallica? You know, that kind of silly stuff. Frankly, it's tiresome, and I've gotten tired of it over the years. Uh, I've seen an awful lot of it, and uh, most of it's pointless, and a lot of it's rather stupid. I I don't... uh, just simply don't have a lot of sympathy for those people. And uh, I've, I've said what I have to say about most of this. And what I have to say about the motion is it's basically just a big publicity stunt. Uh, there was really very little legal basis for this. Like a lot of people, frankly, I love to see them go in and test all the DNA, all the retest all of it. Let's test those genes. Let's test that semen stain and see who's who jacked off on uh, those pants while the boys were dying, laying there dying. Let's see who uh, descended that far into serial killer territory. I think it would be very interesting, and I don't think it's going to be anybody who's related in any kind of way to the three boys. I think it's going to be one of three teens from the trailer parks. Uh, and But we'll never know, because that'll never happen. So the best we can do is 
look at the totality of the evidence, and it all points to the West Memphis Three, and the totality of the evidence points to no one else. It points to them. It points to no one else. They were convicted by a jury. They pleaded guilty. They've come up with nothing new in 10-plus years. Uh, but, you know, there's a whole bunch of money that went into, I guess they have a whole bunch of money that was contributed, that was supposed to go to uh, retesting DNA, and I guess there was a whole bunch of money that was contributed to the Damien Eccles Relief Fund, but we'll never know what happened to any of that now, will we? Anyway, I'm not going to say any more because I already almost got myself in trouble earlier, so I'm just going to shut up. Um, best wishes. I'm sorry for the delay since my last recording. I've had a lot, a lot of stuff going on. Most recently since the motion, I had COVID. I'm doing fine now. Had a tooth pulled and didn't feel like talking for a week or two uh, for any length of time. But anyway, I'm, I'm back and doing great and really involved in a whole bunch of stuff that has not one blasted thing to do with true crime. Thank goodness. Signing off. This is Gary Meese. Talk to you again. Don't know when. Bye-bye.